Will it be good or bad knowing what K-State has done earlier in the day? Uh, they play at 12.45 or 1, is that right? Uh, you know, I, I'm going to say it's going to be, it'll be good. I don't know if it will be or not, though. I, uh, the, the thing about it is uh, uh, I just want our guys to play with a free mind and play, you know, uh, they're going to play fired up and they're going to be excited and all those things. But, but uh, I, I don't want them to burn any energy worrying about K-State. All we need to do is burn energy worrying about us and Baylor. And, you know, that's hard to do sometimes. You watch a – you watch a game that's before you that definitely has implications on your season or, or whatnot, and it's hard not to get emotionally vested in a game like that. So if I was picking one of the two, I'd probably rather play the first game uh, uh, than the second game, but I don't think it makes much difference. Would you want your guys to watch it on TV? Uh, I don't know yet. I hadn't really – I mean, I thought about some things, but I haven't given that a lot of thought. So I don't – I, I really don't know if I if I do or not. I, I'll, we'll talk about that as a staff and decide what we think is best. But you know, just because we tell guys not to do something, there's still a chance they may do it. I don't know how it is works in your house, but uh, certainly works that way in mine. Coach, can you just talk about how your relationship with Elijah has developed during the past four years, and just how you've seen him grow as a player since he got here? Well, you know, he was a, the best athlete around when he first got here, no question. And as bouncy an athlete as we probably recruited maybe up until Ben. And, and then uh, – uh, but he was a good player then too. I mean, he was our backup two and our backup one there and had some great games for us. I, I think one game when Tyshawn was out, he had like 15 against Oklahoma State his sophomore year. So he's had some good moments. Uh, uh, I've always liked Elijah. He's an unbelievably analytical guy that you may not get that from him if you don't know him. He, He's a deep thinker and, and, and really likes to rationalize everything in his head and maybe too much sometimes as opposed to just going and playing. Sometimes he may say he may rationalize what the team needs as opposed to what we think it needs, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, he's, been a, he's, he's been a treat to coach. I, I, I love being around him. He's pumping energy into our team right now, and, and that's something that is his responsibility. And I don't know if we've had a point guard do it any better than him uh, the way he's doing it right now. He caught some flack early in the year for the way he was playing. How did he handle that, and how have you seen him kind of come out of that to play his best basketball clearly right now? Well, you know, we, we all catch flack, and, and, uh, but if anybody's going to catch it, uh, it probably deserves to be a senior starting point guard and the head coach. And, I, and Elijah and I actually talked about that. He said, you know, I talked to him about, hey, Tyshawn took all the heat last year. You didn't. I mean, you're shooting 30% from three the first two-thirds of the season, and nobody was talking about that. They're talking about Tyshawn. And that was one thing that Tyshawn did. He took the pressure off everybody else. Sharon did that. Really good players do that. And, and with this team, it has to be him. It, has, it can't be anybody else. It's got to be him. And, and uh, he knows that. He, he, he respects that. And I also think some of the stuff that, that the, the flack that he caught, uh, in my mind, uh, some of it was unwarranted. But, but also, when you play at Kansas, the people are going to talk. And he hadn't played probably as well as he could in many situations now. And, and he's not going to make excuses because he's not healthy or whatnot. That's not what guys do. And so you just got to accept that. And, and, uh, and I think he did a good job of accepting it and letting it roll off his back. And when he finally let it roll off his back, then, then it made him a lot tougher and harder. So in, a, in, in his own way, uh, I'm not sure that I would trade anything that he's gone through this year to give him the best chance to 
played the best moving forward. I, th I think it's been a preparation deal for him to play great down the stretch. You guys win Saturday. Would this be as satisfying as any of the nine, just based on what you guys had to come back? Yeah, yeah. If we, if we win Saturday, this will be as, this will be as cool as any that we've won. You know, uh, uh, we you know a lot of people thought it was Kansas and everybody else for the league race, and those people that thought that really didn't get it. Uh, uh, at least from our perspective, because our, our our league is good, and you know it's good. It just didn't have a great uh, preseason, but teams have played better when they've gotten in the league. And and uh, I think I think for us to go through a tough stretch like we did, I think it's I think it, it it'll probably be as gratifying as any one that we've ever had. Uh, but we still got a lot of work to do to get there. But I'm pretty excited about Saturday. People talk about wanting to play their best basketball down the stretch and into March. Is there a, a way that you can get a team to do that, or is it just kind of luck of the draw? I don't think that you can be great for four straight months very often. You know, even when Florida won the second one, I could be mistaken, but I think they lost like four games in the league that year when they won their second one. Uh, maybe five total losses, and, and they were by far the best team that college basketball had seen, you know, for a period of time. Uh, that second Gator team. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's unknown. Uh, but usually the teams that play the best in the postseason are teams that went through some crap during the season. It seems like it's always that way. And it toughens them and hardens them and, and that kind of stuff. And, you know, nobody likes going through the stuff, but there's only a certain point in time in the season when you become a team, and we've just become a team here in the last three or four weeks. Uh, so hopefully that will bode well for us. But, you know, I've had some teams limp home and, and, and uh, were tired and limping home, and then we've had some teams that were fresh and, and uh, you know, ascending at the right time. And I don't know that you can really plan it either way, but if I was going to pick the perfect scenario, I wouldn't have lost three in a row. But we need to get that crap out of our system in early February. So, so, uh, so I don't know if it's a perfect scenario, but, but uh, uh, I think it's been good for us so far. Do you think Baylor could get in the tournament if they win this game? Yeah, I, I think Baylor's still got a shot to get in. You know, it, it's it's our – it goes back – you know, I know they don't talk about the league's reputation, and, and I've studied it some here of late. And, of course, we want to get six teams in from our league without question. And and uh, I just don't want them to get in at our expense. But, but they probably need to, you know, play well from this point forward. And, and they're playing at home, and this would be a great – great feather in their cap and we know we'll get a great effort you know it's it's one thing to say hey we need to do this we need to do this we need to do this but when it gets down to the final deal this has to happen usually their folk usually focus is the best it's been all year and I'm sure it will be for them is it the satisfaction level change whether it's a shared title or, or an outright title uh, I don't think anybody likes sharing uh, much I think sharing's great if you're behind a game going into the last game, you know, then that's the best you can do. But I think K-State and, and us both are hopeful that each team plays well. I mean, they're, each respective team plays well, and maybe the other one doesn't play as good this this Saturday. But, but uh, hey, whether, whether it's shared or outright or what, whatever, I know that you get a ring. And, and if you don't share it or don't win it outright, I know you don't. So there, there's plenty for, for uh, guys to play for. What do you do with all those rings? I've actually got a case that uh, in my office that has 
you know, we, we, you know, a lot of people get rings for going to the NCAA tournament or whatnot. Well, we only get a ring for winning the championship. So, um, you know, so if, if we were to, you know, years where we finished second and got beaten in the Big 12 tournament and went to the lead eight, that's not that's not worthy of a ring. So, uh, you know, we, we've had we've had a pretty good run here of late, and I think uh, we've won a championship in, I believe, 12 of the last 13 years, something like that, or. Maybe 14 the last fit is it's something like that, and so you know we're proud of that. And I got a little box that it's set, they set in, and guys can look at it when they come in on a visit and that kind of stuff. But really didn't serve much purpose other than that. I don't think I've ever put one on. You joked on senior night about how Jeff's only gained a couple of pounds with Hootie, but how much has she helped him the last couple of years that he's been here? You know, uh, Andrea gets a lot of credit, and deservedly so. She gets a lot of credit. Uh, but what she does with the guys isn't just from an, a, a, a weight gain or things like that. It's, it's from a confidence. It's from a flexibility. It's from a core strength. It's some things you can't see. So he hadn't gained much weight. I mean, I mean, he has, you know, he's, I think Jeff probably weighs 225 or something like that now. And at his low point was probably just under 210 at some point in time during this season. But uh, she's done a great job with him. But but that's her job. I mean, that's what she does. And she, she should do a great job with him. And, and uh, uh, But it, it's not limited to him. She, she's, done a, she's done an exceptional job with all our guys. How do you see player of the year race right now? You've got a couple guys that will probably mention. Well, I, I kind of look at it. Uh, uh, in a in a in a pro Kansas way, and I try to look at it from like media members or other coaches. Uh, I personally think there's four guys that could be mentioned for Player of the Year, and that would be Smart and Magruder, and of course, uh, Withy and Mclemore. And then the negative thing that comes into play sometimes is, well, Mclemore and Withy split the vote. So if they split the vote, then, then then that could hurt both of them for the chances to be player of the year. Uh, to me, I would not say who I think deserves it. Uh, I want to wait till the end of the season is here. But you can make a strong case if you look at statistics and all that stuff that Ben or Jeff could be the Big 12 player of the year. But could K-State only have three losses without Magruder having a big year? And could Oklahoma State you know, be ranked in the top 15 in the country without Marcus Smart having a big year. So you can spin it to whatever way you want to spin it. Uh, uh, but I know from my bias perspective, I believe it's one of those, one of, one of my two. And, you know, you think about it, and I, I can't remember going back who we've had like this, but I think you see this quite often in things that, that guys can kind of split the vote, you know, and, and uh, I hope that's not the case with our situation because if you talk to one media member, I think some they would say Withy deserves it. If you talk to another one, I think they would say Macklemore deserves it. And then, of course, if if, if you're talking about uh, Marcus or or Rodney, you know, uh, uh, and talking about their respective teams, there's no question who the leader of those teams are. So I don't know, but th there's four terrific players in our leagues that have had unbelievable years, and there's going to be additional terrific players that make first team. But though, I, th I really believe those four, based on team success uh, and how they've performed individually thus far, I, I think I think all are worthy. I wouldn't be surprised if any of the four got it. How about Coach of the Year? Uh, I would vote for Bruce Weber. So, so uh, uh, 
I think that he has had them be as consistent as anybody in the league. Um, I think Travis Ford has done a tremendous job. Lon Kruger's done a great job. But to me, uh, I think the best job this year has been done from a coaching standpoint in Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, uh, but, you know, that, that's, that's one guy's opinion. And, and uh, think, think about what K-State has done that I think is really, really good. They give themselves a, the best chance to have a, a great year because they've, they've been able to, to uh, find ways to win games where maybe it was a coin flip game. And, and, and you know, the, the, the win at Oklahoma was a big win. The win at West Virginia was a big win. The win at Baylor was a huge win. I mean, they, they've won some games. Of course, you could look at us saying we've won some games like that too, which we have. But all teams win like that, win games like that at the end of the season if, if, if in fact, they've had good years. And, and they've certainly had an exceptional year. What do you make of a guy who can go in and do that, take other coaches, <coughs> players, and, and win with them? I mean, he did that behind you, and he did that here with Frank's guys. I mean, uh, you know what? It's, it's, uh, I, I, I think it's, you know, he's obviously a good coach. I think that's a, that's a gift to be able to do that. But what people don't understand sometimes, and, and uh, sometimes uh, uh, when, I, when I took over at Illinois, I took over a, a healthy program. I took over a healthy team. I took over a team that hadn't quite done it but had every potential to do it. So they were bought in. I mean, that was a both feet in a circle team. And then, and then we're a one seed the, 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 that next year. And, and I think sometimes when you can take what they've been taught and then add some things to it and not totally get away from what they've been taught, I think sometimes that's the formula to have a great season. So uh, I think you see that quite often. Uh, and, and obviously their staff has done a, a nice job in doing that. How much does the championship – Go into your thinking on player of the year, coach of the year, and how much weight should it go to? I mean, a guy won a championship to get an edge over. Uh, you know, I, I uh, the, to me the coach of the year deal is different. Uh, to me, the coach of the year is what is a team ceiling and what coach gets them as playing as close to that ceiling as they possibly can consistently. You see, a lot of times, uh, uh, you know, a, a football coach of the year may go five and seven. You know, but they were. 1-11 the year before or something like that. Uh, uh, I've seen that happen before. Pat Jones at Oklahoma State, you know, uh, uh, did a remarkable job, but it didn't really translate to wins as much. But, but I, I think in basketball, it'd be hard to give a coach of the year out unless their team's done a, a, a nice job. But, but coaches know. They know as they prepare and all that stuff on, on who's the toughest to prepare for and what, what, what adjustments people make and that kind of stuff. And, and that maybe maybe uh, uh, media or fans don't see as much, and uh, we got some really good coaches in our league, some really good coaches. Uh, but I, I I do believe the staff at K State's done the Bruce has done the best job this year, and the, and then you you go to Player of the Year. I think it's a little bit different on Player of the Year. I, I think you know we won the national championship, and I think the media I could be wrong didn't vote one player on our team first team all league, where the coaches voted two. I mean, we won the national championship and we weren't good enough to have one player that's the top five players in the league, 37 and three. And I think sometimes we get hung up on stats, but our leading score average 13. And we get hung up on stats and I don't think that's the way it is at all. I, I think there has to be something with player of the year. 
uh, goes to the best players on at least one of the very best teams, uh, uh, at least my opinion, because it's so much easier putting up numbers if, in fact, you don't have as much help. And, and, uh, but it's hard to win games. And so I do believe the best player needs to come from a very winning team and, and needs to be the best player on that respective team. Would you think for that reason, think the same thing, stats, even though he has great shooting efficiency numbers and stuff, that Travis would be hurt getting on the second team because he's averaging 12 points or Uh You know, I don't know. I don't know, Tom. I, I, I don't know. I, uh, Travis Relford will be on one of the teams in some capacity. Uh, he'll be on the all-defensive team or he'll make a second team or an honorable mention and all that stuff. But when you stop and – I mean, think about this. In our league, I mean – Osby's had an unbelievable year. Markel Brown has had an unbelievable year. Pierre Jackson's had an unbelievable year. Uh, with the Macklemore's been great. Magruder's been great. Clyburn's been great. And there's other players for Ejim's been great. There's other been players on other teams that's been been great too. So to to get it narrowed down to the top ten, I think will be difficult to do. And there's always somebody left out, always. And and usually the guys that get left out are the guys that don't put up numbers. Uh, because people go with the people that score the most or rebound the most a lot of times. When it comes to the player of the year voting, do you think sometimes there's some favoritism towards the guys who have been with their program longer? You guys are asking the wrong guy these questions. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I would say no. Durant won it. He'd only been with the team for nine months. So that's a joke. He would have won player of the year in any <laughs> league. But, but uh, uh, so I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't read into that at all. Coach, where would you rank Baylor in the Big 12 in terms of talent? Uh, I think they're right there at the very top. You know, I picked them to win the league, and I picked OSU second, and uh, um, I think K-State third, if, if I remember right, going back. But, uh, you know, Pierre Jackson is as talented as any guard in the country, period. I mean, kid gets 20 and 7 every night, and, and uh, uh and Isaiah Austin's a lottery pick. So you, you, there's a lot of teams in America that don't have that. Anything else? What did you think of uh, SMU versus Tulsa the second meeting? I didn't. I, I just know the score. I just know SMU won, and and uh, but I don't know anything about the game. I was watching some other games last night, but a uh, uh, great win for Coach Brown, a bad win for Danny, and and everything. But what what is what's kind of it's really not fair to judge anyone, either one of those games because neither program or either, neither team is close to be where they're going to be two or three years from now. So they're going to continue to get better because they both took over tough situations. But uh, I, I don't pull one way or another in those, in those particular outings. They split this year. Is that fitting? Uh, <laughs> it is if you're Coach Brown when you're 0-1 going into the game, and it's not if it's Danny if you're 1-0 going into it. So, uh, you know, it, it's uh, – but I guess it's fitting, uh, uh, as people would say, but I, I don't read too much into that stuff.